Hey, Scott. Hi, Jen. How are you? Hi, I'm well. Good. I'm well, and I'm looking forward to this podcast. Yeah, last week we heard your story. Yes. Yeah, this, week, this week it's mine. We do. We get to hear your story, and I'm looking forward to it because I have not heard it. Yeah. I'll hear it for the first time with everyone else. And I'm excited to hear about this mindset shift that you had around presenting and giving presentations. So do you wanna take us back to what happened? Yeah, I'll take you back about 11 years. Come back with me in time. (laughs) When I joined joined Duarte. Some of our listeners might recognize the name Nancy Duarte. She is a thought leader in the presentation space. She's written best-selling books like Slideology and Resonate and Illuminate and Data Story. And her husband actually founded the firm Duarte Design. And and when I joined it about 11 years ago, they changed the name just to Duarte because they had gone beyond just designing mind-blowing slides. They got into content. And I facilitated workshops for them around the world for six years. And I learned Nancy's approach. And Nancy's approach was pretty mainstream, but she called it a visual story approach. It was sort of the combination of the visual side of wonderful design, simple, powerful slide design with a content approach, approach to crafting content based on a story pattern. It was great, it's wonderful stuff, but I would get this question. You know, somebody would pull me aside during a workshop, it would be a one day or two day, and we'd have a break and say, Scott, can you help me? I'm like, well, what's going on? And they'd say, I sometimes present up to executives. Can you please save me from getting interrupted? I'm terrified of getting interrupted. I always get interrupted. Help me. And my my answer to their question would always be going back to their content and say, well, maybe you need to start a little different and set expectations in a different way and all this stuff. But I never felt like I was really answering the question well. It was like I was giving them band-aids. Mm. You know? Yeah, that makes that makes sense. It wasn't a a true solution. No, not at all. But then after six years at Duarte, I left um, just to, you know, stretch my legs and try something new. And I ended up working with a wonderful guy named Danny Slomoff, who had, had, you know, he was a speaking coach. He had created his own approach. And he would say, this is really the foundation of his approach. He'd say, there are no presentations. There is no public speaking. There are only conversations one-to-one and one-to-many. And I loved the idea. And I I watched him do his thing for about a year. And he was a great coach. And I really believed that he was touching on something very truthful, that we are designed to have conversations. And when you work in concert with that, everything gets a lot better. And that helped answer that question. I I wish I could go back and answer that question that I was asked at the Duarte workshops and say, 
you're getting interrupted because you've created these rails and you are just intent on getting through your content. You're protecting those rails. It's a conversation that you're having. So getting interrupted goes away. It just means that somebody's interjecting a thought and then you're there working in concert to, you know, it's not the way we think of a presentation anymore. It's something much more fluid, you know? So, so Danny introduced this new mindset shift for you and it resonated and you could totally. see how this would help other presenters. So how did you start the process? How did you start implementing that change? Well, for, for me, it was easy. I mean, when I was working with Danny, I was obligated in a way to take his approach and use it in the workshops I taught while working with Danny and his, and his firm. Um, but it was, you know, I'd worked with them a little over a year and then I struck out on my own and I could take all the best of what I learned at Duarte about content creation with all the wonderful stuff that he had taught me about this conversational approach to the act of speaking and combine them in my own way. And that's when I, I was reading a blog article one morning. I often read you know, an article in the morning just to keep learning and stuff like that. And I came across a writer named Ursula Le Guin and she had written an essay called Telling is Listening. And it was about the way she um, believed conversations to actually be, you know, what they are. And she actually says her private model for conversation is amoeba sex. Say the word again. Amoeba sex. Got it. Sex, sex between two amoeba. <laughs> Don't you know that amoeba have sex? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, you and your words, Scott. I love it. <laughs> you know, well, you know, an amoeba is like this microscopic, like uh -huh. you know, bubble yes. of whatever. Biology teacher, yes. Yeah. <laughs> and what she says is that they usually kind of split to, to replicate, right? But sometimes two of them go off in a corner and they actually connect. Wow. And in connecting, they exchange their best genetic material, okay. improving the whole lot. Okay. okay. And I know you probably can't get over the idea that it's amoeba sex, but here's what I'm saying. What I learned from Le Guin's writing was that um, this idea of this conversational approach that I, I learned from Danny went a step further and I begin to say in the act of speaking, there's this simultaneous responsive reciprocal exchange of sound and light between you and your listeners. It is a far cry from the traditional way that I used to think of presentations, which was make a script, mm. you know, great slides, very well designed, simple slides, but make a slide progression. And if you've done your audience analysis well enough, then when you get to the presentation, it's time to pretty much recite it all back like a recording and everything's gonna be great. <laughs> and then you have your rails. Yeah. 
And then you have the rails problem. I want people to experience what it's like to kind of forget their content, like their goals of, I need to get through my content. I need to look like the expert and to experience what it's really like to be in a, in a presentation sort of setting, but have a conversation where you, you're just connecting and you're in service to your listener and you are trying to lead them somewhere but it's just as much about what's meaningful and relevant to them as it is to you. Um, it's a wonderful experience, I think. And I don't think you can, and that was, the, that was the big kind of moment for me where I started seeing presentations, not in it, the mechanical sort of, I'm, you know, I'm the source of information and I'm transferring it to my listener, but more in, my listener and I are kind of co-creating something mm. together. Even if I'm doing all the talking, I'm letting them affect yeah. me, interact me just through the way they move. So it's more, instead of being transactional, it's more conversational. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So Scott, for, for someone listening right now and they're, they are resonating with what you are saying, what is a first, a first step for them to start implementing this different mindset oh god <laughs> ricky it's, a great, it's like no it's a, it's it's a great question a first step oh um you know i think part of it is we've talked about when we've done our episodes in the past for this wonderful podcast about how to approach content and one of the things that you've got to let go of is linearity. I tell people, look, you create this plan before you get into a presentation, not a script, and don't make a bunch of slides. You know, If you have to have a slide or two or three because they're required, because you know, you've got to show some data or something that you can't otherwise express, that's fine. But forget that because that gets you all stuck in a linear way. But be willing to go in there and learn your content and don't get stuck in this linear thing, but see it as a bunch of little parts that you can break apart and, and bring up in any order. Okay. Don't feel you have to go through everything. Um, so what's the first step? <laughs> well, I guess that was a good question. I guess when you make- I think I heard it though, Scott. I do think I heard it. Well, tell me, what did I say? <laughs> what I heard was instead of focusing only on creating slides yeah. and the script for those slides, it's more ha having those, you call them downloads. It's more yeah. about having the different downloads that you can turn to, yeah. to continue having the conversation. And then at the same time, it's watching and paying attention to your audience and let them help you guide yeah. that conversation. Yeah. Cause then it's taking care of their needs. Did I hear you correctly? Yeah, you got it. Great. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for sharing. Yeah, you're welcome. That was fun. Mindset shift. Now, what are we doing next week? Ooh, this is a topic that's very near and dear to my heart. It's one of my biggest pet peeves during presentations, and it is the filler words. Ah, uh, the famous filler uh, words like um, uh, uh so uh, like, like, right? You, you know? know, like you know, like 
All right. So we're going to talk filler words next time. Yeah. All right. Thank you for uh, hanging oh. with us through Scott's story. And uh, we'll see Thanks you all next time. Thanks for sharing. Right. See you, everyone. All right. Bye-bye.